Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstarter Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. Well, today's episode is not only special because of its guest, but today marks the 100th podcast episode for Kickstarter Commerce. Woo! And to celebrate such a milestone, our guest today needs no other introduction simply than Kate Buckley. In today's episode, I did my homework, as you'll soon hear, and pulled out all the stops as Kate and I discuss how developing, advertising, and monetizing geodomains led to the founding of Buckley Media. Kate also shares why her domain name brokerage and branding boutique is renowned for its customized strategic approach to consultative corporate domain services and signature relationship building. We also chat about ladies of the night, dental implant, romance, and yoga pants. Who knew? Who knew? And last but not least, Kate schools us on how to determine a domain's best use case and valuation while also including her specialty, gerund domains. So without further ado, Kate, welcome, and thank you for making time to join us today. Thank you, Alvin. Thanks for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be talking to you today. Yes, I've I've waited so long. I've waited <laughs> so long to have Kate Buckley, the one and only on the show. So, hey, Kate, to kick things off, let's uh, briefly share with our listeners at a high level a bit about who you are, your personal professional background. Uh, I'm originally from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, bluegrass. The bluegrass state. I love that. I love that you know that. So yeah, it was a great place to grow up. I you know grew up down the street from my grandparents and great grandparents, and and grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So which definitely influenced my later path in business and entrepreneurship, and not being afraid to take risks and having a having a foundational idea of how uh, business works. So I'm really grateful to have been lucky enough to land in my family. Then I. You know, I went to the University of Kentucky for my undergrad, got a degree in advertising and PR, and uh, then moved to New York to work for big agencies, uh, Gray and Landor, which at the time was the branding arm of YNR. Then worked for some other agencies. I was sort of restless, trying to find my place. Like I loved New York, but I didn't love living there. And uh, right, it's it's tough to, especially when you're a poor, struggling, starting out young ad exec. It's not awesome. A A wildcat in the Big Apple. Oh, you got it. You got I love all, I love all the Kentuckyisms you're dropping. Absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> so fun. So yeah, and then so then I um I worked as director of marketing for an equine marketing agency and then um director of account services for the largest ad agency in the Inland Empire. So all of a sudden now I'm in California. Fell in love with California. Um, you know, I I, I always say I'm like a <laughs> you know, K- Kentuckian gone so cow. Like I'm like Right. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm a blend of both. I'm like, I'm probably at this point way too California for Kentucky and I'm still way too Kentucky for California. So <laughs> it's like, I, catch me on, on whatever day it is and we'll figure out, figure this That's thing right. out. That's right. That's My right. That's right. 
Yeah. And uh, I got involved uh, with Domains in 98 when David and Michael Costello recruited me to help them with their amazing premium geo portfolio. Thus began my long love affair with domain names. I uh, started in 1998 with palmsprings.com and David and I just rolled up our sleeves and Within a year, we had the homepage alone grossing a million dollars a year, which was unheard of for a right. dude at that time. Uh, it was an amazing experience, just sort of like a like throw me in the deep end, <laughs> sink or swim. But it was fantastic. I learned so much from David and Michael and building that portfolio uh, with them. It was just a tremendous experience. And I loved that it took my background and my interest in marketing, branding, public relations, and then folded it into uh, digital assets, specifically premium domain names and the value that they have. It was it just like light bulbs went off like every day, right? It was just a really seminal time for me. I later went back to school and got an MFA in creative writing. Uh, Yeah, I did that in my, uh, in my mid thirties because I have all, I've wait, hold on. You're in your what (laughs) thirties. I went back and did it in my mid thirties. Okay. How is it? Wait, are you living in the future? I love you. Have I mentioned like, that I love you? <laughs> like, what? Well, I mean, wait, that just messed me all the way up. Like, mid-30s. Wait, Kate, no. Oh, no. Alex, I've never publicly said my age on any podcast. <laughs> you make me do that today. <laughs> like, man, no, there's no way Kate can be past 30. No oh, way. Oh, gosh, you are too kind. Um, you know what? I actually am not afraid to say my age. I'm very proud of every year I've lived on this planet. But yeah, I was... I'm 46. And uh, yeah, thankfully, I got good genes from my mom and my dad, but she's awesome. smoking hot. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let me ask you this then. So did you ever have any idea in terms of obviously you said you started in 1988, 1988, 1998, 1998. And obviously you you're you're where you're at today in did that ever cross your radar that this is what you would be doing at any point? Or did you have a whole different life lined out for you in terms of career path and so forth? That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that before. I had absolutely no idea. Wow. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm a, I call myself a low grade polymath. You know, I'm really interested <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, I'm like writing and poetry and painting and marketing and branding and advertising and social sciences and persuasion and social selling. And like, I love in psychology, I love all of that. So I didn't know what I was going to do next. It was like, oh, this domain name is super fun. I love it. But, you know, at the time we had a lot of our accounts just a little bit more on autopilot. So that's right. when I had time to go back to school, got an MFA in writing, thinking, you know, who knows, maybe. I'll be an adjunct professor part-time and, you know, do this thing with David and Michael and then maybe start my own something down the road. I just didn't have a very clear direction. I just knew that I wanted to wake up every day and feel very passionate about what I was doing. And I wanted it to be something that uh, I was doing something positive, that I was helping people, you know, that there was certainly an upside Right. Um, and uh, and that I would enjoy doing it and that it would utilize uh, my diverse skill set in a way that would be, would be beneficial to people. So that those were sort of my loose guidelines, but I didn't have a clearly defined, oh, I'm going to start this company in you know, 10 years. It's no idea. But I don't regret anything I did. Like, for instance, 
I use creative writing and vision casting and storytelling and business writing every single day of Buckley Media to help my clients, right? Literally every day. So I'm so glad I invested the time to get that MFA. Like it's just amazing how things come full circle if you sort of stay in flow. Yeah, exactly. So then like, obviously, I mean, you said that, hey, you ran across the Costello brothers. And if anybody doesn't know about the Costello brothers, like, all I can tell you is just go Google. Like th- there are so many different stories out there that are on dnjournal.com um, and so forth. So definitely go, go give those guys a, a look up. Uh, both David and Michael are uh, good guys and, and definitely help to transform the industry to what we, what we know today. So, okay, here's the thing. Like, I guess, were you, what was the, what was the relationship there? I mean, how did y'all cross paths, the Costello brothers and yourself? Oh, someone's been doing homework. <laughs> like what, what, what's the story there <laughs> alvin 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 what? <laughs> what? oh my goodness this is something else i never answer on podcast <laughs> uh but i will for you my friend let's spice it up yeah. so, i mean my goodness you've gotten my age you're getting all the skeletons out of the <laughs> Good. Um, so yeah, so David and I originally met romantically is the mm. short story. And uh, that part of our relationship uh, was not meant to be long term, um, but was what was meant to be was our, our friendship and our right. business relationship. We were and remain very impressed with one another and learned a lot from one another. Um, he definitely served as a mentor to me and uh, is still a, you know, a dear friend to this day. So you never know what's going to get you in the right place at the right time. You know, um, right. uh, when I was talking with, uh, with Ed and um, Rob the other day, uh, our friends in Australia, you know, mm. they mentioned, you know, it's everything's a, a, a blend of uh, luck, uh, timing and talent. And I think that that's absolutely true for me. I mean, I can work hard on the talent piece, right? Right. But the timing, I mean, that's just grace. And yeah. I'm very grateful that everything sort of worked out the way it did. Certainly. And it, when I, when I think about just Kate Bulkley, your experience and just where, how you landed, it's quite often different than likely today's domain investor. Because to a certain extent, I look and say, well, really? I don't know necessarily know that you really started as a domain investor as much as you did really a domain developer and likely broker somewhere along the way. So I guess that is a question like, do you invest in domains? Obviously, knowing that you are a domain broker, like, do you consider yourself a domain investor? Another great question, Alvin. So you're right. I did not start as a domain uh, investor. I started as a domain developer and a domain brander and a domain monetizer, right? Ah. That's how I learned how to sell. I learned how to sell on the mean streets of Palm Springs, California. <laughs> Blog with and pitching palmsprings.com up and down Palm Canyon and El Paseo Drive. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, so literally you're going door to door, basically doing advertisement. Yes. David wow. and I, back in the day, you know, in 98, 99, when we were really trying to get over the, the hump, you know, we had the vision, we had the goal. We're like, we're going to have the homepage doing a million a year. It's never been done before. We're going to do it. Why and a million? Like out of all numbers. I mean, it could have been 5 million, but. So at the time, no geodomain was doing over like, I don't know. I mean, 
it was a stretch. It was a stretch goal. Right. It was a major stretch goal. So, you know, start with a million and then go up from there. Right. But so that, that was our ambitious goal. And we, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm proud to say we quickly hit it, but you Crushed know, we did it. that by rolling up our sleeves and literally pounding the pavement. And there is no better way to learn how to sell. <laughs> Right. And overcome objection. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> no. And, uh, develop tenacity and persistency. Don't take things personally and roll with it and be nimble and agile and quick than that kind of sales experience. <laughs> wow. That is phenomenal. And so then y'all develop Palm Springs. And then to a certain extent, you either think I either have lightning in a bottle or I have a proven method. Let's go wash, rinse, repeat. Like what happened from there? Yeah, it was the latter. You know, once we had it sort of like on autopilot, I went to David and Michael and said, Hey, how about we rinse and repeat and do the same thing with lagunabeach.com? They said, Ooh, tell us more. Interesting. I said, Well, I think we should buy a property there and you know, have sort of a corporate condo, live workspace, and do exactly get super involved with the business community there and learn the town, accurately reflect the town through lagunabeach.com's UX and uh, roll up our sleeves and get that one going. And uh, they agreed. And they put me in charge of, you know, teeing it all up and we did it and we did it in grand style. So, you know, and then, um, I mean, of course their, their portfolios, I know, you know, is amazing, but I I did some work on marinadelray.com, on nashville.com, on westpalmbeach.com, but the bulk of my efforts were palmsprings.com and lagunabeach.com. Although I did move to Nashville for a year, which was super fun. (laughs) <laughs> Nashville. I, I'm like, Nashville. man, it seems like, well, and it's not too, not too far from home for you. I guess not. I mean, well, right. relative to California in the, in the coast, yeah, um, it's I, not too I far. Could, yeah. I, I could, I could drive in time for Sunday supper. So my family was a big fan of me living. In <laughs> yes. Yeah. We I know. got her. I know. I know. And I, I do love Nashville and, and, um, I took my uh, fiance Todd there for the first time two summers ago, because uh, obviously last summer nobody went anywhere, and <laughs> he absolutely fell in love with it too. So I, I I know that there are many trips to Nashville in in our future. It's, it's a great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So then you develop uh, these different sites, you start monetizing them, and basically you're perfecting your craft. Little did I guess you realize this, and it was probably setting you up for this next move. Now, when did that next move? Like, so did you go from developing and monetizing into Buckley Media? Like, kind of talk us through that transition of what happened and when did you realize? When was that light bulb moment that said, "Wait a minute, I can actually probably go do this." Uh, on my own, or at least there's a desire there that, that, you know, surfaces. Yeah. Great, great question. So again, it's a, it's a combo of, of luck and timing and talent, right? So in 2013, um, I had an idea, which was, okay, this has been fun, but I'm restless. I'm ready to do (laughs) something else. And what is that going to be? Uh, I was, you know, talking to some, uh, some friends and my network about it. And, you know, one friend was like, oh my gosh, I have a friend who's super into domains and he's got like crazy good domains and he builds brands and businesses out of them. He would hire you to run his company in a hot second and compensate you beautifully. 
And so I, I was considering opportunities like that just for a change of pace. I was considering, you know, just taking some time off and developing some real, I love real estate. So, so developing some real estate projects, uh, which I ultimately did develop a triplex in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, you know, going back to school again, uh, cause I'm a glutton for punishment, you know, all these different things. And, uh, and I eventually netted out on, I don't want to work for anyone except for mm. myself. You know, I've been on commission only since 1998. I'm oh, very wow. comfortable with risk. Uh, and I believe in myself. So I thought, given that, what can I do that isn't a complete departure from what I've been doing and the relationships and the skill sets that I've built up? Um, but that is new and exciting and different. And I thought, huh, I wonder if I could sell one of David and Michael's properties. What would that <laughs> look like? So I had this little light bulb moment. I go to David and Michael and uh, long story short, I talk them into having me broker lagunabeach.com for them. We, you know, we agreed on you know, the, the price range. We agreed on what uh, my commission would be. So we, we came to terms on all of that. And then, uh, then I you know, left, left that conversation and thought, okay, now I have to figure out how to sell a domain name. I've never done it before. <laughs> I tied the deal up. It's the dog who caught the car. Now, what do I do? Oh, shoot, I got to go sell this thing. That's exactly right, Alvin. Awesome. So, That's a straight up entrepreneur move. I don't need yeah. all the green lights. I'll tie this thing up and hey, we'll figure it out once I once I go do that. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm actually glad I didn't know what I was doing because I think that my journey in discovering it was far more instructive than if I had someone sit me down and say, this is how you should do it. You know, very oh, that's good. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know any other, like, I didn't even know that what I was doing really was a profession. Like I didn't, it was so wild west blue sky to me at the time. So this was 2013 and I thought, well, you know, I know sales, I know marketing, so let me start there. So I just kind of dove in and read everything I could and just basically educated myself and, uh, a big part of that education was talking to people who knew more than I did, right? Uh, you know, my, my dad always says, I try to surround myself with people far smarter than I am, you know? And, you know, he says, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I hire the, you know, I hire people smarter than me and then I shut up and listen to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, uh, I basically, you know, took VCs to lunch and private equity people to lunch and media companies and just asked them a million questions and learned everything I could. In fact, at the time I was dating um, an investment banker who had been a long-term venture capitalist. And he, he was like, well, you know, what's your valuation model going to be for these domain names? And I was like, Ooh, let's talk about that. What are my, <laughs> what are my options? So we went over and he taught me how to construct a custom from the ground up valuation, looking at all the metrics that they would look at when valuing a company. And ah. so today I apply that to domain names. I don't think anyone values domain names like I do, like my appraisals. Like I've never seen it before. You know, is it better? Is it worse? I don't know, but it's unique and it works. Right. So uh, I'm super grateful for all the, the training and the mentorship and all the people who took the time to answer all of my 5 million questions. <laughs> and uh, then I took all of that and I started creating uh, documents, so, so like supportive sales documents. So I created um, a, uh, I had a vision for LagunaBeach.com that someone could do uh, 
pretty easily, I thought, with enough time and money and desire upon acquiring it. So I built out a business plan and then I built Uh out a marketing blueprint. And because I thought, well, everyone's going to love the name, but not everyone's going to know what to do with it. So what if I what if I solve that for them? And I sell a turnkey solution. So that was definitely, that was really the seed, the genesis of Buckley Media. So I'd kind of you know, developed that sales pitch, you know, right. and I always say I took my dog and pony show like up and down the, <laughs> the West Coast, you know, pitching VCs, PEs, media companies. Um, those were the three largest groups that I talked to, um, you know, certainly tourism and things like that. And it was eventually acquired by a media company for six hundred thousand dollars in 2013, uh, which, again, is a especially at the time, a crazy price for a town of twenty six thousand people. Yeah. Um, and then the acquirer said, oh, and by the way, we want you to come on board and implement all of your plans and, you know, quarterback it all for us. Well, what do you know? (laughs) (laughs) What do you know? Wow. But I mean, that's it. That is an interesting point though, because, and I think it's something that even if you aren't a, um, if you're not investing in premium domains, like it can't be just the name alone. While the name alone is a good starting point, there still has to be actions still have to be taken. Uh, whether that is a you know premium, ultra premium geo name, or if it is a lower end geo service domain, it's kind of like hey, it can be a business in a box. But guess what? That domain is only worth X. And but if you put a business model to it and you actually execute and see it come come to pass, then you know you can go into probably shoot multiples in terms of just profitability that can be realized. And that uh, is that something that you saw from the very beginning and just. You know, you you move that way, or is that something that you just said? No, this is, I guess you'd say, intentionality to doing this. So, I guess the question, more rephrased, is: Did you stumble into it, or was it more like, "Hey, this is I'm being intentional"? It's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I thought from the beginning, I, I love building things. I love building brands. I love working creatively. So, from the beginning, I thought if I build this. If I'm not able to sell it, maybe I will just bring in investors and do it myself. Yeah, because you already had the relationships. That's right. So, and then after I saw what a powerful sales tool it was, and I did, by the way, PS, take the acquirer up on his offer. And that's when I formally uh, launched, you know, Buckley Media Group LLC because I didn't want to be an employee. So I had him hire my company as a consultant and I came in and basically served as interim CEO and uh, implemented all my plans, did hiring, did training, did sales, did, you know, redid redid the entire site. Um, You know, since then it's been flipped. So the current site doesn't reflect my efforts, but it was an amazing experience. I learned so much. And I, even though I don't, now, with every domain I take on, I don't build out a this is a marketing <laughs> blueprint. But what it taught me is that in conversations with end users, to go into the story with them, to vision cash with them of uh, okay, so if you bought this domain, how how would it make your life better? How would it make your business more profitable? How will it serve as a multiplier for uh, all of your present? efforts? How will it serve as a moat around your business that no competitor can replicate 
or I'll do, right? So that becomes a really interesting conversation. So that's why I think that experience was so valuable for me. Now, that is awesome. The The word that I just got stuck on was replicate. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, if, if people could replicate Kate, that's be the thing that they'd want to do for their own <laughs> domains. Oh, my goodness. And so what that that is interesting. And it's funny that you kind of may, clarified that because uh, to a certain extent, I can see people coming to you right after they hear this episode and they're like, hey, Kate, can you come do the same thing for uh, you know, my company, which the short answer is probably no, but there is probably a flip side to that. And which I didn't realize, I guess, with Buckley Media that so there is a bit of coaching and consulting. I kind of sense that goes into Buckley Media. Yeah, I also, as you know, I'm a low grade polymath. I also fascinated by personal development. And I went and got a certification <laughs> in executive coaching. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, because this is, I'm starting to see a trend here. And I'm envisioning Kate. It, it, so there is probably not going to ever be a time in your life. And trust me, you and I are probably cut from the same cloth. I have multiple projects going on at any one time. Um, and a lot of people are like, how come you just can't do one thing? And I'm like, I can do one thing, but I feel more balanced doing multiple things. And sometimes these things are so far apart from one another, but yet so intertwined in terms of how I pick and use, I guess, transferable skills across all of them. Um, and so I'm, I kind of see that we have Kate the Juggler <laughs> going on here. And so you, so, okay, so you go back to school. When did this certification happen for personal development? I'd have to look up my certificate date. I want to say it was like 2016, just roughly. I think it's on my LinkedIn profile, actually, but sometime around there. And I just, I just love, I love, love, love coaching and consulting. Where did that come from, though? Like, like what goes, hey, you know what? I didn't even certify do personal development. Like, where did that, like, just come in at? I just, I always want to be improving. I always uh, want to be learning and growing and be teachable and um, develop my skill sets. And you said it so beautifully, Alvin, that, you know, even though they may seem desperate, they're, you know, actually not. And, right. and, and I would imagine that everything that you do makes you better at everything else. It and does. It, and what's interesting is, as, as you know, our good friend, Tess Diaz, you know, she's come aboard with me on Buckley Media. And the synergies that I have with this strong female leader are insane. Uh, the journey of getting to know her both personally and professionally is just, we just laugh. So she's also an executive coach with a strong interest in personal development, self-help, psychology, social selling, persuasion. She even, uh, we even kind of have the same dog. I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and she is a Cabochon. So it's, it's happening. Uh -huh. And, uh, but it's just, it's so much fun that we both had similar journeys of being interested in so many things. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tessa's BA is in theology, you know, talk about a broad <laughs> <laughs> array of interests. 
But so she brings that same desire to always be growing, always be learning and and, and to synthesize all of that and into, uh, you know, best in class solutions for our clients. And what's interesting is when she and I are working with a client, we work consultatively, consultatively. That's a very <laughs> difficult word to say today. Um, say it fast five times. That's right. Uh, but it coaching is, it, it, it informs how we interact with our clients. It informs how we interact with our team members. Uh, and it absolutely informs how we interact with end users in, in having those, those conversations and asking those um, powerful questions. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, they're, you know, it's a, a client of mine is a mediator and listening to how he talks about mediating is how I view sales and negotiation. Uh. He facilitates an interesting conversation and keeps asking the questions to help people find their own truth. He doesn't uh. shove his truth on them. So he's more of a, a surgeon, if you will, than someone right wielding a sledgehammer. And that is absolutely how Tess and I both work. That's awesome. Cause it, cause it's very much almost like a facilitator, not necessarily, even though you may see the truth, you're just kind of like, this thing works out a lot better when you actually see it and acknowledge it for what it's worth. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Man. So no, I, I, I totally get it because in it, and there is a bit of a, a dance and art and science, if you will, in terms of uh, domain names. I think a lot of people get a glimmer in their eye thinking that, oh, it's easy to be a domain investor. It's easy to be a domain developer, um, even domain monetizer, as well as domain broker. And the truth of the matter is, is it's not, it looks easier, looks much easier said than done. And so that being said, now, what's interesting to me about you as a person now, the, the thing that I really want to know the most is what has it been like to be Kate Buckley in a predominantly male-oriented industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. since 1998? So, I mean, you're you're what twenty, what twenty-two, twenty-three years into this thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so what has that been like? What's that? What's that journey been like? It's been interesting. You know, I remember going to early conferences with David and Michael, and many times I would be the only uh, woman in the room, save save uh, wives and and maybe a few. Um, how shall I say? I know this is a family program. <laughs> <laughs> she she's already said it. She's already oh, said not, it. Not, not. I was going <laughs> to leave it right there. <laughs> No, and, 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 and the industry, you know, that's one thing. The industry has definitely changed from those days of, of having um, uh, what, shoot, scandalous. Uh, it's, it's like, I want to say scandalous, but at the same time, I mean, it's just risque, uh, uh, addressed females. Um, <laughs> what would my mother call them? Let's see, ladies of the night. Oh my gosh. Let, <laughs> let, you know, and that, and that says it all. Yeah. That sure says does. it all. My it sure does. Says. And then, so, well, well, and yeah. then for you, not only that, I look at this and, and for me, what's been interesting is watching someone um, like you in, in, in the industry and go, wow, like Kate has longevity. 
Um, and so you've seen the industry change from those days to where things are at today. And so like for you, like how has that impacted you, uh, whether negatively or positively? I'm thrilled with the growth and the progress of, of this industry. Um, absolutely thrilled. I was actually on a clubhouse a week or two ago talking uh, with a very diverse group of domainers about this exact same topic. Yeah. And it was so great to hear all of these diverse voices, new voices, maybe even uh, older voices that really hadn't felt safe to join the conversation before this point, which breaks my heart. And I, I, I said, uh, I remember I said that night, I said, you know what? It used to be the good old boys club, but now it's everybody's club. Yeah. And, you know, they, they say that these, those were the good old days. And I'm here to tell you, these are the good old days. We're living in them. We're creating them. And that is tremendously exciting. Uh, there are some amazing uh, women in domaining today, and it's it's just tremendously exciting to see more and more women trust themselves and trust other people that it's safe for them to come out and share their wisdom and become a leader in the industry. I'm you know I'm very proud to not only be a female founder myself, but to now have a a female partner in Buckley Media and Tess. I, I don't know of any other brokerage where, you know, both principals are female in the yeah. industry. And, and I think that that really also speaks to, to our USP. You know, I mean, we utilize a high touch approach while leveraging uh, our extensive experience. We totted up the numbers, Alvin, the other day, <laughs> 39 years in the industry between us oh, um, <laughs> to, you know, and, and we, we, we leverage that experience um, in not only, of course, premium domains, but coaching, brand right. strategy, marketing, development to, de to deliver holistic solutions, right? You know, best in class digital solutions, growth, transformation. And it's fun. It's really fun. Well, and that's the thing that I think that when folks will hear Buckley Media, if they've not done their homework, the first thing is, ah, you're doing nothing but selling domains. And I was like, nah, long way from it. It's truly an experience um, that just so happens to include domains. Um, it's kind of what I take from it of everything that I've read um, and, and, and rummaged through in terms of the interwebs out there. Um, so Kate's saying, I'm doing my homework. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's one of the things that I took away from. And I was like, oh, wow, this, is, this really isn't just a domain name brokerage. You're truly selling an, an experience, a customer experience. That's very well said. Alvin, can I quote you on our website? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Oh my gosh. Says, 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 the, uh, says the poet, uh, says the branding, it's extraordinary. Um, you know, it, it, what's interesting also to me, Kate, is now, are you into art? I am. I'm also a painter. What kind of painter? You know, like not residential house painting. <laughs> <laughs> although, although, Alvin, I actually got uh, on a ladder and painted the office I'm sitting in right now because I got sick of waiting for the handyman to come back. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. You know what? Kate's like, I'm not waiting for anybody to come around like that. Give me a ladder. Give me a brush. I got this thing under control. <laughs> wow. See, see. And who knew? Who knew? So painting like so is that yet? Another another lane that uh, so like for me, I look and say I love doing uh, landscaping, gardening, 
that's my go-to thing. That's my, I guess you'd say therapeutic time um, just to be outdoors. So is that what painting writing does for you? Or is there also other things that we don't know about Kate? Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like all domain professionals are creative because you have to have so much vision to right. work in domaining. So it's, it's not surprising to me that, you know, you have a creative outlet. Uh, I know pretty much everyone I know in domaining has some kind of creative outlet. Um, and it could be something really obvious, like David Costello is a musician. So is Michael. It could be something right. less obvious uh, like you or me. Um, but yeah, I, I've written and created art since I was a very small child. And I actually uh, studied art. Uh, in college before my father suggested I switch to advertising so I could feed myself after college. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice painting. Doesn't taste good though. Well. Thanks dad. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I, um, so I ended up minoring it. But anyway, I've painted ever since. <laughs> And um, my, uh, I do, I mean, I do drawings. Uh, I know this is a, an audio podcast, but if, 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 uh, if we could show your, uh, your listeners, I would show some of the, the drawings I have in my office. And then I also do paintings and I, I do uh, mixed media um, ac- acrylics and collage. And huh. but my specialty is what I call abstract landscapes. And if you were to go to katebuckley.com, of you course, would find, <laughs> you would find uh, links to my poetry, uh, my creative nonfiction, um, and my painting. Who knew? Who <laughs> you knew? did. You did your homework. Who knew? <laughs> wow. And so, hey, so domain investors, if you don't have an outlet, you might not be a domain investor. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Period. Go find an outlet. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. So in terms of domains, now tell me this, what, what's one of the domains that you just kind of look and go, man, dang, that one got away from me that you, if you could have back to redo all over again, like what, what's that story? I am, I'm really struggling to think. And the, and the reason I'm struggling to think is, you know, I do a little investing. Um, I, I maintain a, a very small curated portfolio. Um, like our friend Mike Seiger says, I practice portfolio hygiene. I love that phrase. <laughs> so great. Only so, in the domain industry. Only in the domain in industry. The- yeah. And the reason for that is it's not my core, it's not my core business. My core business right. is buying and selling domains for my clients. Right. Uh, and I don't want to take my eye off the ball. Correct. It, it's, it's not it's just two not- different things, really. They are. They're two very different things. And I feel like I can't do the job that I believe that I'm bound to do for my clients if I'm off, like, you know, negotiating my own domain. So I just, I think for me, it's just not a fit. So, so while I will pick up something every now and then again, it's very, it's a very small curated portfolio. So I I think that's why it's not, that answer isn't really leaping to mind. Uh, Yeah. Which which is great because I figured if that were true to to the case, which it is, like you probably wouldn't have a story uh, to a certain extent because why I did my homework. <laughs> I knew before that you had a very very small portfolio, so I was like, well, let's just throw this question in here to see if she truly is. And that I go, that's a testament to you know your service, your value that you bring to customers. I mean. Who, who would want to likely work with someone who may be their competition? Right. I mean, it's kind of like, I go, eh, I probably wouldn't. 
um, knowing that you may get a better deal or, or whatever, but knowing that you're putting the best interest of the customer in your team is first, you know, that says a lot, it says a lot about you just, you know, who you are, the, the uh, character um, in the person, but the character in the company. So kudos to you. Thank you. Kudos to you. So tell me this, because the other thing is that that I've noticed, like you have this ability to sell things. And I I think I said it on another podcast, but Kate could sell me water. (laughs) And I could literally be at a lake standing in front of just water that I could literally just dip my hand down, drink. And Kate here Kate is, and I'm over there buying water from Kate. Like, (laughs) How does that happen? Like there are some domain names that have come up that I go, I, yeah, I don't know how this valuation came about. Not that it's ridiculous, but I'm just more like, man, it really takes skill to get to the level that you're at. So like, help us understand, like what's going on there? How are you getting me to give you my money? Shut up, take my money for water that I can go and get. Like how? Well, first of all, thank you. You were incredibly generous and charming. My God, you're charming. Um, (laughs) You know, I just, I really believe in what I'm selling. If I don't believe in a domain name, I don't take it on. I mean, that's really, I mean, I could talk for 20 more minutes on this topic, but that is it in a nutshell. If I'm brokering it, it means I believe in it. I already see its value to the end user. And I already know exactly how I'm going to make that case. That being said, now, how do you discover in terms of use cases for whatever domain? And we're talking like premium, ultra premium domains. Like, how are you actually identifying and saying to yourself, you know what, this given domain based on this use case is this valuation? Or is it that you're like, I guess, how do you settle in on what the use case is for a given domain? So like, I think about uh, blue jeans. Like, would you have come up with bluejeans.com for a conferencing software? Yeah, I, I love that's a great example. And you know, and I I love the I love the fact that the overarching trend has been toward um, creating brands out of great domain names. And you can't even call blue jeans particularly empty vessel, can you? Right? right. You're right. probably wearing them right now. <laughs> so, well, I would stand up. Well, yeah. Never I, mind. Moving on. <laughs> remember, remember, we're we're all Zoom these days. It's we're only, it's only, it's only torso up, torso up. As long as we don't I'll have to stand up, we'll be okay. Better. I am wearing yoga pants with my <laughs> my pretty sweater. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. But I love that that's the trend. So for instance, when I took on, um, you know, engage.com, uh, my clients were, were thinking, oh, well, you know, get engaged. Um, that, that was their thought. And it, and it makes sense for their core business and how they had used it. So I don't, certainly don't fault them for that. Um, but, you know, they, they trusted me and my team. They trusted our research and our, our outreach and said, you know, you do with it, whatever you think. And so for me, it screamed what every company is looking for, which is better customer engagement. And so with that, I thought SaaS, it's got to be SaaS. So, and and it turns out that is who ended up, I mean, it's owned by a huge giant parent company, but the use case for it is, was a rebrand for a SaaS company. 
um, that is all about customer engagement. Right. Uh, so I love the names that can just that just have legs. Like another domain name that we recently took on is Eclipse.com, and I think that's another example of just a killer empty vessel brand, like eclipse the competition, you know, I mean, it could be used in so many, it's just a powerful, you know, moonshot kind of name. So those are the kind of- I see what you did there. (laughs) I see what you did there, a moonshot type of a name. Well, it's better than where I was going because I was about to show my age and be like, man, all I can think of is like a 1996 eclipse, the actual car. I'm like, yeah. Well, luckily, luckily that is now in our rear view mirror. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It's, it's, it's like 2020 literally and figuratively behind us and we can see it clearly. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, so then Eclipse. So walk us through that one. Like kind of, you saw the name, what instantly went through your mind? Oh my gosh, just that I loved it and I wanted to broker it. So we were uh, approached by the, you know, the owner. He said, yeah, I'm I'm shopping brokers. I've decided to sell, you know, he's he's not a traditional domain investor uh, at all. So, you know, this is a really big deal to him. It's used to vesting a really significant asset. And he said, you know, I'm interviewing a bunch of brokerages and I'd like for you to, you know, essentially he asked us to sort of participate in an RFP, if you will, right? Uh, and uh, so, uh, which is fine. We liked it enough that we were happy to throw our hat in the ring. Tess and I discussed it and she absolutely, I love, I loved it. And she got really excited about it. And I said, okay, well, let's pitch it together. If we win the business, I feel like you should actually head up the efforts on this one because of the level of passion you had for it. Right. Actually how I assign, uh, make broker assignments. You know, we have two more amazing team members that we're working with that actually are going to be announced in our quarterly newsletter that should come out next week. And our, in our team meetings, you know, I, I just, I look at, I look at the level of passion and like, wow, you're really passionate about, cause we you know we discuss use cases together. Hey, we just brought right. this, think about this. What do you think the use case is? You know, do you have a particular affinity for this vertical or this, or, or notable relationships that we can, you know, we work very collaboratively as a team. And uh, when someone has a particular, like just, I see their eyes light up and they just like hook into a certain domain. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's assign that one to you. And I will work with you every step of the way to get you where you need to go. And we're, we're going to just, we're going to kill it. So it's really fun to work with the team in that regard and to watch them get so excited and so passionate about it. And, um, you know, we've, it's a very new domain for us. We've just uh, recently started outbound efforts, but the, the interest has been tremendous. And I really look forward to seeing what happens with it. Obviously, there is a bit of, I, I can say, there is a bit of outbound. Like, you probably could go and find deals now, or do you find that most people are bringing you deals? So is it more of like word of mouth of you've done work before for someone and they then refer you to someone who has a domain or are you actually doing still doing a bit of door to door if you will just like you did back in in the early or late Mm -hmm. 90s are you do you find yourself knocking on doors to go and find folks like if you find a domain first or is it the other way around that folks actually bring you the domain it's the latter i again i feel (laughs) Very lucky and, and very grateful, but since the founding of Buckley Media, I've not had to do any that track you know, record. I'm just really grateful. I people come to me and say, "Hey, 
will you look at my portfolio or I have this name or, hey, do you have time for 10 minutes? I just want to hop on the phone with you and talk about what it might look like. And even that, you know, results in us brokering the name because, you know, I always want to be of service. I want to be of help. So yeah, we've just been, I've been really lucky. I don't have to prospect yeah. in that regard. I have to prospect to sell them. Right. <laughs> right. But then you also have, I mean, you also have some, some uh, top domain investors as well who have portfolios that likely also bring you, bring you names as well, or uh, put their names out that's right. in an attempt to sell. So that's all, that's also a good thing um, in terms of a, attending as well as presenting at uh, NamesCon. And so I do have one more final question for you, and it's going to be a little, a little bit probably left fieldish. And I know you're going to be like, oh my gosh, as you sit here and wait for me to get to the question. Oh, I'm going to keep you in suspense. I love the tension. I love it. I love it. I know, but the question is this. So Jaron Domains, school us. I did not see that one coming. School, I told you, I told you, I wound up. I threw the curveball. Jaron Domains, like, come on, Kate. Schoolers, I listened to the episode and I was like, okay, you know what? Kate was here. She is really off the chart now. Like she just went all out of the monitor. She's out into orbit. I'm like, she knows her stuff <laughs> to say the least. So, so help my listeners understand Jaron domains. Why, how do they even have value? Great question. Another one. Uh, so this is where I think it comes in handy being a word nerd. Right. I just crossword every I'm a total word nerd. I do the crossword every day. I do the the New York Times spelling bee. Uh, and I find that's another, in addition to being creative, I find that I should in fact, well, I don't know if I can say most, but I'm gonna say most. Most of the really savvy domain investors that you know that we know, that we meet, that we're lucky enough to have as, as clients, they're the exact same way. They're just like obsessed with words and shades right. of meaning and puns and you know, we'll be like comparing scores on spelling bee. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's where that comes in handy. You know, so, um, you know, a gerund is an ing word, right? So it's the action of doing that thing. So lying, investing, gambling, dating, snoring, sleeping, housing, wrestling, breathing, recycling, you get the picture. So if defining. Defining. <laughs> So I, I couldn't resist that one, Alvin. You know I had to buy that one. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so to me, and of course, the conventional wisdom is that, uh, you know, ing domains or gerund domains aren't worth as much. Right. Uh, and, and so, you know me, I like to confound expectations and turn things on their heads. And, you know, in like every bit of conventional wisdom, there are use cases where that's true. Right. And, and there's also use cases where, well, let's see what let's see what I can sell it for. So um, the the show that you mentioned was the Domain Sherpa episode in which we were discussing my um, my sales of snoring.com and sleeping.com. And I uh, I sold them, you know, I, I was told quite a few times that they were not worth very much at all. But I, because of the IMG, they're like, oh, sleep.com was worth a ton, sleeping, not worth so much. So, you know, I heard that a lot, but, you know, as, as, a, as a woman in this industry, I get told no a lot. And turns out I don't listen very well. So, 
hindsight, I was going to see what I could do regardless. So, you know, I, as you know, from having done your homework, I ended up selling them as a package for over a million dollars. Um, wow. so yeah, so yeah, I'm a big fan. And, and by the way, those names that I rattled off, um, those are names that sold all of them for six to seven figures. And put a bit of guardrails on it. Cause I hear people starting to type on keyboards and <laughs> everything. I'm like, Hey, 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 slow down, slow down. Don't just run out and start putting ING on everything because you really have to look at the word itself. Um, and, and whether or not, I mean, you kind of get down to the base of the word. Um, it's kind of like you said, snoring, which when I think about snore.com, I'm like, that's good. But honestly, I probably hear people saying, oh my gosh, he, I just had a worse night because he was snoring. Like I hear more of a snoring than I do snore. And that's not to say that snore isn't a good word, but I, for me, I would have gone snoring.com and that would have been it. But before we get people running out and registering and hand registering and purchasing everything and blaming Kate because they can't sell it. <laughs> um, we listened to Alvin and Kate and we ran out here and lost our house. No, you you ran out there and did that. We didn't do that. Um, we, we were just telling you, hey, these are some things that can happen. Uh, so that being said, it's so like, when do you know what makes a good word, a gerund word or qualified as a gerund word? Obviously, adding ing to it, that's one aspect of it. But then walk us through in terms of trying to make sense of this and how do we get to uh, certain valuations based on certain words? Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, as far as the gerund verse, I mean, it's simply a form of a word that mm -hmm. is derived from a verb that functions as a noun, right? So like, um, which you, you, you just walked us through that with snoring, right? That was a perfect example. So that's why I like gerunds is they function, they can function as, um, you know, so you've got that great noun base, but then you have that action step of right. snoring, that's action. So that's why I like them. But to your point, it absolutely depends on the root word um, and the, you know, the use in commerce and culture of it right. as a gerund, its meaning, um, its potential end user uh, use cases, you know, all of that has to be weighed. And when you're looking at gerunds, I get pitched gerunds all the time because of sleeping and snoring and defining that I, you know, politely uh, decline right. to represent. So it definitely depends on the use case. So I come to Kate and I say, Kate, I know that there is a desk.com, but I have desking.com. So Texas-sized crickets. <laughs> desking. I'm like, is that the end of the question? Is there more to the question? What's the ask? Finish with a question mark. <laughs> Kate, I brought you desking.com. Six figures. Let's go. You made it happen. <laughs> you know, I like, I actually, when I think of desking, I think of co-work spaces, right? <laughs> of course you do. That's the first thing I think of, the absolute first thing. So pre-COVID, I would I would have been a lot more excited about it than I am now for obvious reasons with remote work um, being at an all-time high and trends having completely changed across the world and, and likely never to go back to exactly how they were pre-COVID. Um, but desking is fun. I like it. <laughs> I would have to delve into it further and do quite a bit of research before giving you an answer that you could sort of take to the bank, if you will. But that's my high level thoughts on it. Whoever has desking, God bless you. Um, <laughs> all right. Apple, Appling. 
Ew. <laughs> exactly. I was knew I was gonna get a response out of Kate at some point. Camera, cameraing. Ew. Ew. <laughs> don't go do that. Don't go do that. Don't do that. Please yeah, don't. Don't go do that. Uh Mike, Miking. Uh, no. No. No, so many, so many issues, especially with that last one, Mikey. Like, because I think about just okay, well, how are we spelling Mike? That's right. To even start with, um, and then just Miking. I'm like, yeah, that's, guess that's something else, something else. All right, so okay, last question then. Um, in terms of folks starting out in the industry who say I want to become a domain broker, uh, where would you say they should begin, in your opinion? Oh, wow. Um, I think that they should begin with the education piece and, you know, you can't invest enough in your education. <laughs> My grandfather always said the two things that you should never economize are, are education and your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, we'll call you gummy if you do, especially the latter one. So. Well, Right after he got implants at age 90 and his doctor told him he was an optimist. <laughs> Dental implants. <Jeez>. I mean. <laughs> oh my goodness. And oh. I can't even get off the last question. Implanting. I'm like, oh, stop. I I'm inging all these words. You're inging. You're inging, Alvin. Stop inging. I'm inging. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. So yes, I would start with the, all kidding aside, uh, plus I could tell you daddy Ben stories for days, but <laughs> you have to start with the education piece. And luckily awesome. there are so many generous people in this industry that are so smart and so yeah. willing to share uh, their expertise and their insight uh, that, I mean, you could probably digest content around the clock for, I don't even know how long, like amazing, uh, from you know, bloggers and podcasters such as yourself, Domain Name Wire and Domain Sherpa. And then of course, I mean, the 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 Everest, from Sherpa to Everest, we have yeah. you know, Dean Academy. I mean, Mike Seiger has done so much for this to educate this industry. I can't yeah. say enough about him and his knowledge and his efforts. Uh, in fact, our two newest team members that will soon be announced are both graduates of DN Academy. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that that was a big deal for me. Uh, just a big deal. So yeah, there's so many wonderful resources out there. I would absolutely start with just learning as much as you can and then figure out how you're going to weave in your own unique interests and passions and skill sets in with that knowledge. What's going to be your take on the industry? What are you going to offer the industry that no one else is? How are you going to elevate your voice and raise your voice and elevate the chorus? Um, so I would start with that. That is tremendously awesome uh, because there is no one one path for That's any right. one person. Uh, you really have to assess your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, what what you have a love for, and what you have a loathe for. Um, in terms of what do you loathe, and so there are many things that I loathe, but one of them is not Kate Buckley. That's <laughs> for sure, not Kate, not Kate. It's been fun, Kate. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to interview you. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been, this didn't feel like a podcast. This, this felt like a chat between two pals, just having fun. Like this was great. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Well, and thank you listeners for tuning into Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, 
Please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.